Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. It's your free throws because they are free. Fisher, Tosopolis, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider is back from ACL. He's back from getting our new mascot, Sad Day, for Ghost Tolchin. But she is no longer with the program. We officially have Bevo Kreider in the mix as our new mascot. So it's a big day for the boys getting our fourth member. Shout out to Ghost. She filled in valiantly. But it's time to get one of the true familia into the building as our new mascot. You'll be seeing Bevo on Best to Believe when we're back in person. Gentlemen, football in full swing. We know this. It feels like it, it, it's only week five, but it feels like it's been going on for a while already. So much has happened. So much is going on every weekend. So many crazy games. Um, I think we've done a pretty good job of calling it. Um, you know, not too many, too many surprises. But we are a man of the people, and we always admit when we're wrong. And we're cool with it. Like that's part of the game. You're going to call some things right. And you're going to call some things wrong. So one of our old segments, we're bringing it back for this top of the segment, top of the show. Maybe I was wrong. We'll go to a pop. I could start us off. Uh, my first, maybe I was wrong. Now this team is still three and two. They still have pro- probably at this point, other than Andy Reed, the best coach in the NFL. And you can make the argument. He is the best coach in the NFL. Um, I'm talking about Mike Tom. I'm talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. But the maybe I was wrong comes into the mix of my prediction that Kenny Pickett would take a jump and my prediction that Najee Harris would bounce back. Both guys have been a very underwhelming. Their whole offense has been very underwhelming. Pickens is, I think, tops in contested catches. But outside of that, Deontay Johnson's been hurt. Jalen Warren's just an okay number two. And Pickett really hasn't shown much as a sophomore through five games that leads me to believe he's a true face of the franchise. So the maybe I was wrong comes from Kenny Pickett really having a good bounce back uh, or having a good sophomore season. Sorry, I shouldn't say bounce back because he looked to be on the trajectory at the end of last season. Yeah, I think a lot of teams are in a very similar situation where they look like they're kind of ready to roll now um, because the record shows that they're a winning team and Mike Tomlin's track record shows that he could put a winning season together every single season. So the clock is ticking on Kenny Pickett. If he can't figure it out this year, they got to move on. And mm-hmm. what does that mean? Going after getting someone in the draft or, you know, making a splash in free agency. Um, you know, Pittsburgh is not the type of franchise that likes to go for a full out rebuild. You know, they're, they're kind of Patriot esque where they want to, you know, have success right away and, no knock on your Patriots, but they might be in a similar situation as well with Mac Jones. It's a whole other situation. Um, so there's going to be my maybe was maybe I was wrong. Um, Patriots, I think, are, have a lot of fixing to do um, on the offensive side of the ball. Their defense hasn't been great either, though. Um, you know, within the last two games, they've been outscored 69 to three. So mm-hmm. you can't score points, but also you're letting up 30 plus points a game. And that's just not cutting it, especially in a Bill Belichick ran team. Um, this team needs a new identity, I think. And that just comes with a complete makeover. Maybe it's the coordinators. Maybe it's, you know, who's playing quarterback. Um, but 
a lot of things need to change this offseason because this team clearly cannot keep up with their super competitive division. Mm-hmm. 37 drives without a touchdown. So there's a stat for you. Can't be doing that in the National on Football the, League. Uh, on the Patriots? Yep. Yeah. I mean, and it's also like you talk – Toss and I talked about this a little bit, uh, I think, the other day. And you, you talk about the Patriots – you talk about the Patriots from a defensive standpoint. Judon is out. Gonzalez is out. So those are probably their two best defensive players. And then you get into the realm of – Two, two okay. best players, period. Period. Yeah, point I mean, blank, period. Yeah. was going to be defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I would love that. Jalen Carter has been ridiculous. But, yeah, Gonzalez firmly in the mix. I mean, we said it at the beginning. It's, like, almost not the same trajectory, but we said it like, okay, this is, like, serious Derwin James vibes when a player of that caliber in the defensive backfield for some reason or another drops to ironically 17 where Derwin James fell. But on the defensive side, yeah, they've given up a lot of points. The Patriots have given up a lot of points. But some of that pick six is from Mac. Some of that is bad, bad field position from interceptions and turnovers from Mac Jones. So the offense is not putting the defense in a good position to succeed. If you go back to like horns up this past week, toss your biggest issue with Quinn was he didn't put, he didn't put the Texas Longhorns defense in position to succeed early in the game. And Mac Jones has done that in the previous, in these past two games, Mac Jones has put the defense who has now lost two of their key pieces in a really bad position to succeed. So, yeah, I, I think that that's, that's a team. I think they're almost in a worse situation. I think they are in a very a much more worse situation offensively than Pittsburgh, who I don't think is in a great situation. But Pittsburgh is still miraculously 3-2, and two, and they beat a team that everyone was through the first four games of the season saying in the Baltimore Ravens, oh, they're the best in the AFC North. The Bengals aren't what they used to be. The Steelers don't have enough with Pickett and – and Pickens, and, and they've got injuries now. Deontay Johnson, who will be back this week, and, and they need him out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but but they won at home against the Ravens in a classic Steelers game, and they're three and two. And Mike Tomlin just gets it done, even though Matt Canada is definitely not. I mean, I'm I'm really interested. They're one of the most interesting teams to me because they should not be three and two, right? They should be more of what the Patriots are. They should be one and four. They should be maybe worse than that. Um, every single game they've played they've either lost close or they've lost handily, right? Um, or they've won barely. So that that's kind of an interesting thing to to keep an eye on. Um, but if they end up at, you know, nine and eight at the end of the season, it, it's just another one for for Mike Tomlin to have, uh, you know, just, a, just a, a, a feather in his cap, you know, continuous feathers in his cap. I guess he's got kind of like a Native American-like headdress at this point with that thing so many feathers a lot, a lot of macaroni bro a lot of macaroni in his in his hat yeah you want me to give one of mine out uh um, love it would love you give but you if you want to go back to back a little snakes sure. to yeah. b2b yeah one um maybe i was wrong about the nfc north and who's at the top of that division i'd made a t-shirt bet with you josh that i thought that the packers could end up with more wins um than the detroit lions and I think I just jumped the gun a little bit. And I honestly went against my gut because I think if we rolled the tape back in the preseason and last year when Aaron Rodgers was not playing for the Packers, when Jordan Love did get the opportunity to start, I was one of those people that was very loud about how I did not think he was a good quarterback. And here we are through five games. He's got eight touchdowns. He's got six interceptions. All six of those coming through the last three games, three in that last game, 
against a not very good Vegas Raiders team. Um, he has not thrown for more than 260 yards. He does not have a, his completion percentage is 55.6%. Terrible. Dead last. They have a lot of young weapons on this team. They have a young quarterback. They need time to grow. They need time to nurture. They are like Bevo, the young pup. He has much <laughs> to learn uh, in becoming a, a solid dog for, uh, for Nikki Snacks Kreider and, and Britton Snacks Kreider. Uh, so the NFC North looks to be the Lions division. And also just they're incredible in the trenches on both sides of the ball. And, mm-hmm. and more important than the Packers not quite yet being there, the Lions are there and they have done an excellent job in the draft to put themselves there by drafting linemen, defensive linemen, offensive linemen. And then, you know, they took a couple of shots with uh, Jameer Gibbs skill positions, but they also made that move for David Montgomery, who earlier today, uh, Dan Campbell said, no, we're going to give Montgomery the ball 20 to 25 times yeah. per game. Thank God for uh, all three of us. We all think we all three of us have him in fantasy. They also moved back up for Laporta. Yes. Who has had an excellent, excellent season as a rookie tight end. Yeah. Very, very rare for rookie. So that's my first, maybe I was wrong. Stick can we, to can we jump in that? I think that's a really yeah. good one. I would love to jump in there. Cause I, I put out a thing on our Instagram. I think it was yesterday. That was the top five team. I, I texted our, you and our, I texted our buddy Joe about it by the top five teams that need to be looking to draft a quarterback next year. And I threw the green Bay Packers in there. Obviously some of the things we throw out there are a bit hot and heavy, you know, some of it, uh, we, I, I truthfully believe 90% of it, but 10%, all right, let's see what engagement we can get. And the biggest beef I got into, the biggest Kobe beef I got into was with the Vikings and the Packers. And I think my reasoning why both those teams could be in the mix to draft a quarterback is maybe even a little less to do with the talent of their quarterbacks, but the timelines of their franchises. And Jordan Love, yeah, he threw three touchdowns a pop in his first two games, but his completion percentage was pretty paltry. And he had that game-winning drive against New Orleans, but he wasn't great outside of that. And had New Orleans not missed that field goal, the Packers would be one and four. They should have made that field goal. And then on the Jordan Love train in the last three games, he's been terrible. His completion percentage is last in the NFL. And it's not his rookie year. He's young, but it's not his rookie year. It's his first year starting, but it's his fourth year in the league. So are you going to pay this guy? Yeah, I'm with you. And I think this quarterback class is super talented. We've seen some talented classes, but it's really all dependent on what happens to Caleb Williams. Cause I think he's been vocal in saying that he can make more money. His, his senior season staying at USC with NIL endorsements than he could on a rookie deal, which sure you can do that for one more year, but realistically, you know, you're going to make more money in your NFL career, but I really think it depends on him dictating where he wants to play his, his days in the NFL. I mean, doesn't want to get stuck in a place like Arizona who we've seen botch, you know, development, you know, obviously the Cleveland Brams has been notoriously bad for drafting quarterbacks. The jets have been bad. So there are some pretty decent teams with good track records that could be in the mix. I mean, a lot of one win teams, of course, Carolina's own five. They already took Bryce Young. I don't see them being in the mix. Well, they have the, they, they don't on their pick, the Bears do. Exactly. That that too. So the Bears, you know, they've got two. Um, and you know, maybe they move on from Justin Fields. But, you know, looking at the Giants, looking at your Patriots, um, the Vikings, you know, as we mentioned, you know, th- these are all franchises that I think have the opportunity to be good next year if they just get the right guy in the building and say what you will about Kirk Cousins. He puts good numbers up there, but he's he's always goes flat in prime time. You know, he's not really the type of guy that's gonna throw you back into a game. And 
if you compare Justin Jefferson, you know, arguably the best receiver in the league, a healthy Justin Jefferson and that, I mean, just went on the IR um, with a superstar caliber quarterback. I mean, that's a deadly combo you got going on there. Not to mention Jordan Addison, who had a connection with Caleb Williams last season at USC. Um, so I, I, and he's not the only guy to speak of as well. You got Drake May, you got Bo Nix, you got our guy Quinn Ewers, you know, you Penix, got Penix Jr., other you got Jordan yeah. Travis. I mean, the list goes on. Rattler, you know, Spencer Rattler. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there, there are guys Shador. all over the place that you can, you can hit on. And so I think, you know, we're in week six and it's really going to come down to, you know, if these teams can kind of put it together within the next couple of weeks, but then we might enter tank tank zone tank period pretty soon where, you know, they might just be kind of mailing it in to see what they can get and, and kind of put their themselves in the best position possible. I mean, we're a third of the way through the NFL season at this point now. And, you know, things are uh, starting to kind of take shape and we're starting to see who's pulling away as the top team. So, yeah, um, I'll go with it. Maybe I was wrong and keep it within the quarterback carousel that we're talking about here. Man, we were so wrong about Brock Purdy. And yes, I know that we were high on him, you know, at the end of the season, you know, but we were uncertain if he was going to get the starting job. You know, I mean, they brought in Darnold. Of course, there was talk about Trey Lance and obviously they ship him away and it was very clear and evident, but then we were thinking, okay, like Brock Purdy is going to really rely on Christian McCaffrey and Ayuk and Samuel to, you know, run the ball with all these trick plays and stuff like that. And, you know, get guys the ball in space and pad his stats a little bit, but he has showed up to play any test that's been thrown in front of him. He's handled it. Well, you know, he's one of the top fantasy football quarterbacks right now that you can pick up or that you can have on your roster. They're five and zero, looking like the strongest team in all of football, and it's not. I mean, of course, McCaffrey's having an amazing season. I mean, over five hundred yards thus far and seven touchdowns on the ground. But Brock Purdy has really earned himself some true recognition as being a, a good quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, completion percentage is seventy two point one percent on uh throws of 10 yards or more he has the best completion percentage in the nfl in that regard obviously has no interceptions um nick we talked about it on the monday show he is the odds on favorite to win the mvp in the national football league right now so yeah at at least on at at least on betonline.ag go to betonline.ag promo code believe 50 percent off on your first deposit um yeah i think I think that's a good one, Josh. Why don't you go next with your with your second? Yeah, one, yeah, right? yeah. I, I wonder what his odds were to start the season. Not great, not great, Bob. Not great. No, I wish you know, and yeah, and you guys bring up a lot of good points. And I, you had a really good motion on the teams that could draft quarterbacks, Nick. And I think another team I would want to throw out there is like, let's see what happens with the Rams because we know they're not afraid to make crazy moves to get a quarterback oh, to yeah, keep Caleb sure. Williams in Los Angeles. But I think it's all really, really good points on there. Um, my other one. Was kind of I, I I was torn between two. I'll, I'll I'll go with the Cowboys one. I really really thought, and then, I know it's one game, but outside of that one game, he still hasn't been lighting it up enough for me. I really thought Dak was going to take he took a slight step back for me last year because of the turnovers. I thought he was going to take a slight step forward again to being that top ten guy that we all think he really can be, and he has cooks. He has a healthy Gallup. You know, he has good young tight ends and obviously has CD Lamb, 
But for some reason, I know there are offensive linemen injured in that, in that Arizona game, and I know that, that Niners defense is extremely tough, and sometimes in, in football games when things unravel, they unravel. Like we've even seen it happen to the best quarterbacks. Like I think in recent shows I brought up the time that Tom Brady played the Saints the year they won the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, and he unraveled multiple times against New Orleans. So it can't happen, but I really thought he'd be in a lot better position right now. Like, again, going back to that post he had on IG, like people were commenting, why aren't the Cowboys in the top five teams that need to be considering a quarterback? And I know they get a tougher way to go in Dallas because of the media. But nonetheless, like I really thought Dak Prescott would be a dark horse MVP. I think we all agreed at the beginning of the season. And right now he's looking far from it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I said it on best to believe that they're a team that I could be looking – to be getting a quarterback in the draft and that would be a good fit for Caleb Williams. Now mm-hmm. that would take them to have a complete collapse this season. Right. And get into the mix or trade up. I mean, you have to really just shell out a lot of picks and whatever assets you have to go up and get number one or, or whatever it may be to get it. But I, I've not been a believer of Dak for the last couple of years. I, I just feel mm-hmm. like he hasn't bounced back from that serious foot injury that he had. You know I mean? Yes. He's on the field and he's able to play, but Injuries can do stuff to a guy's mental makeup. You know, you, mm. you don't play as hard. You know, you're always second guessing your moves. I mean, for the fans out there, the listeners, like I play softball every Tuesday night, and I know this is unrelated, but I broke Make my related a month ago, yeah. like going after a pop fly that I make, you know, 999 times out of a thousand, tip my glove, hit me square in the nose, you know, fractured it a little bit. You know, I had to go to the emergency room. I was draining blood like a water faucet. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. Every game since then, it's been in the back of my mind. And, like, I kind of pull my face away, you know, when I'm catching a fly ball or if I'm, like, you know, on the infield and don't want to take a bad hop. Like, it's in the back of my mind. And I don't think it's going to happen again because that's a freak thing that happened. But, you know, when you're a football player that has millions of dollars on the line and you have a brutal injury like that, it's always going to be there because it's not just pain. It costs you money, lots mm. and lots of money. So I really just think that there's something in the back of his head that he just not has been able to recover from. And he might be too far gone, in my opinion. You know, it might, might be a situation where he has a good career as a backup from here on out. Mm. All right. I'm going to jump in here to talk Please. about Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, and Matt Stafford, all three of which are playing on teams that you guys mentioned could be looking for a quarterback stack draft class of, of QBs. No, no debate there. Um, they have not played NFL football yet. We don't know how they're going to be as NFL QBs, but I trust the talent. I trust the specs on a lot of those guys. And I think they'll at least be solid pros or pros um, for some. I think there's only one lock. Right. And it's, and it's Caleb. And I agree with that. If Dak Prescott, Matt Stafford, and Kirk Cousins are not starting on those teams next year, hypothetically, they will be starting on another team in the NFL. They are starting quarterbacks. They are all three of them top 15 quarterbacks in the National Football League. I believe that without a shadow of a doubt. And I agree, Nick, that you know the, the injury is probably still lingering. If you're watching at home on your couch, and when Dak rolls out and you get scared, guess what? He's probably having the same thought that you are. And so are the coaches. Everyone is, right? They don't run him as much as they used to. Um, but this is also a, a new play caller right now. Mike McCarthy's calling the plays instead of Kellen Moore. There's an adjustment period where, where that has to come into play. Turpin is out, right? C.D. Lamb is having some sort of disagreement either with the team or with Dak or with McCarthy, but he's unhappy. 
Schoonmaker was an offensive player that they drafted. He's rarely seeing the field. Ferguson's getting his first shot at being a starting tight end. Tony Pollard is not a three-down running back. They need a guy like Ezekiel Elliott in there, but their backups now are, are Deuce Vaughn and 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 um and Re- Rico or whatever his name. I can't even remember his name right now. So there you go. He's back. Yeah. No, no, not not Gathers. It should get playoff Lonnie, dude. But my point being is that I want to I want to give them a little bit more time, but I'm absolutely worried. He also, I think, on average per attempt is the least air yards or like bottom five in, in starting QBs. And that's because Mike McCarthy doesn't want to push him down the field right now. Maybe that's what Dak needs. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But they got their behinds shellacked against the San Francisco 49ers who are on paper and on the field the best team in the NFL. Um, I do expect them to bounce back in some capacity, and I expect us to to bounce back when we get back from this break here to talk more about the NFL and fantasy football. Caleb Williams is a stud, but I would be surprised if any one of those teams got rid of their team. Thank you for joining us. Please catch the Charity Stripe every Thursday at 6 p.m. on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.